Okay, natural deaths spike during Christmas, the day after Christmas, and yeah. New Year's Day. Researchers think it's because the expert medical professionals are off for vacation and the junior staff is on duty, but also people's instinct to delay treatment over the holidays plays a role too. So they ignore it and don't go. They're like, I'll go after the holidays. Like my family's in town. I am having a heart attack. Wow. I mean, they don't say I'm having a heart attack. They're like, I'm having chest pains. It's probably nothing. I'm going to just wait until Okay. So I did, I did know that. And I've experienced that a lot. Or no, and I and know of people that, like, the last three people I know that died, died, like, Christmas Day, Thanksgiving Day. Oh. Um, and. Interesting. I, my theory on it, which I thought was the common theory, was, like, there's something about, like, the family gathering that, like, lets them, <laughs> that like. stresses everybody out. <laughs> <laughs> that drives the heart to explode. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you prince. Crown him. Crown him now. <laughs> Ugh. Say that shit. Woof. Wait, what? <laughs> Cheers. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Amateur Intellectuals. If you haven't been here before, welcome. And if you have been here before, welcome back. Um, We are going to dive in right away to something that I did not tell Kendall (laughs) about. So uh, here is a hint about what today's subject is going to be about, okay? Okay. Okay. Here's a quote. It doesn't matter who it's from. It was from a very important scholar person, not famous, but still very important. Um, Quote, we hold a lot of anxiety about what blank means. And I think that's just part of the human experience. Some people just really push it away and don't think about it until it's immediately in front of them. Okay. Okay. Do you have any any guesses? It's so fucking abstract, this uh, quote. So I don't blame you if you're like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, girl. I haven't been on this train of thought <laughs> with you. <laughs> is but, it death? Uh, it is. Oof. We're talking about death today. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. but it's going to be fun. I'm going to make it fun. Don't <laughs> worry. As much as one can. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're very anxious about it, but we're just going to make it fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah. as anxious people do, we're going to like right. <laughs> uh, process it the way we do. <laughs> okay. Good job. That was a very good job on the first try. So, so let me just say... This is the subject that has a huge number of differing opinions. So I just want to be clear from the start that I respect everybody else's opinion on this subject. I'm not trying to convince anyone of anything. I don't care. And I mean that in the most respectful way. I don't care what you believe. (laughs) As I hope you don't care equally what I believe. Um, I'm just going to explain my opinions. And then you're going to explain yours as as you're comfortable. And then we'll hit some facts along the way. And that's it. Love it. Yeah. Okay. It'll be easy and a lot less painful than you're expecting. Not unlike death, but we'll get into it. Okay. (laughs) 
So that same person, um, which was from an Australian university, it was just an expert, said um, the more people engage and understand death and know where it's heading, the better prepared the person is to be able to let go of the process. Sorry, to let go to the process and the better prepared the family is to reconcile with it for a more peaceful death. So. Even though I made you guess, that was not the question. (laughs) Pop quiz. Okay. (laughs) Okay. What do you, Kendall, believe happens after we die? Uh, I know. Big, big fucking question. But unravel it with me. I I think it's most likely that that's just the end. I think, like, statistically, it's just, like, that's just it. And then, mm-hmm. like, there's no nothing. And then a part of me, and I think it's, like, the creative side of me, wants it to be this big, beautiful, like, I, I don't want to use the word heaven because I don't think that that's, I think that that would be feeding into something too much. But, like, I have no fucking clue. I think... I'm following. I'm following what you're saying. That makes complete sense to me so far. It's either I like I think reincarnation is such a cool concept. Um, maybe it's like just like a recycling program. I don't fucking know. Maybe it's just blackness and there, but it wouldn't even be blackness because there's no consciousness, so it'd be just nothing, which isn't all that scary. But people make it to be scary, and then, um, or just like a fucking soul party after. I mean, that that sounds good. <laughs> Any I'm not going to like, fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be lovely, but I'm not going to put like my money on it. No, more importantly, I'm not going to put my life on it. People give up their lives banking yeah. on, um, I'm sorry, this is long winded. I just want to no. say this thing. I want to get it off my chest because I've been thinking about it for weeks Do it. doing yeah. this damn bus thing. There's a guy, I can't remember his name right now, who wrote a book called Crazy Love and it was like this big hit with like Christian communities and it's a, it's a religious book and all that. And he has a visual where he gets a rope. He's standing on a stage. Have you seen this? Mm-mm. He gets a rope and it goes into the wings on both sides. So it's, it represents infinity, right? You can't see okay. the beginning or the end. All right. And then there's like a little piece of tape. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> Do they serve beer in this Right, a two drink minimum because it's a comedy <laughs> show. Yes. Um, and he's got a little piece of like duct tape, masking tape on the rope, and he's like pulling the rope, and then he shows you, and he's like, "Okay, so like, like, look at this. This this masking tape represents your life. It represents your conscious life, and it may feel like a lifetime here, but if you make sacrifices for your God." And you, you play it straight, you'll be rewarded infinitely at the end. And I'm just not going to take that bet. That's a bad bet. I'm, th- this is, I'm, I know I have this. Mm. I'm not going to give it up for something, banking on a prayer. And I know people believe very staunchly in that. And I'm not shitting on that. I think it can be a good part of life. But that specific thing just blows my fucking mind. That people would... Explain it to other people, like, you need to hurt yourself. You need to sacrifice things that you want for maybe goodness in eternity, maybe. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that was um, that was eternal, like the rope. No, no, it was not. It was not eternal. That was funny. But no, that was not eternal. Because 
you're going to find as I unravel some of this stuff that you and I have a lot of similar beliefs. And it's funny because I don't think you and I have ever talked about this offline before. I think this, I don't think so. You tell me, but I, I don't remember you and I talking about this on any kind of level before. No, I think you're right. So I'm really happy with, uh, that is the correct answer. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, obviously, everybody has their opinions and that's fine. But I, um, you're going to be happy to know that like a lot of even the things you were saying, the specific pinpoint things that you're saying, I have a lot of similar beliefs. Um, so I'm a believer in learning from the patterns around us. So mm-hmm. If I think of it that way, then I think the concepts of heaven and hell are, this is really bold. Sorry, guys. Love you. Bring it. About to isolate. (laughs) The concepts of heaven and hell are stories we use to soothe us as we grieve the deaths of loved ones, as we Mm -hmm. worry about our own existence after we die, Mm -hmm. as we seek justice uh, for things that are wrong or or a sense um, to, to make sense out of something that was random. So... I understand the human beauty in that, that our brains are trying to find order among the chaos there. And I think that's wonderful. And especially if it can bring you comfort, I think that's great. But I don't necessarily buy into that. So as an extreme example to illustrate this, what I mean here, okay, if a lion kills an antelope i don't believe that the lion goes to hell and the antelope goes to heaven (laughs) regardless of whether the lion was justified to kill the antelope for food or self-defense or whatever got horns she's got horns (laughs) or whether the lion was mentally ill and wanted to go on an antelope killing spree right yeah or if the lion was just legit interested in killing for no goddamn reason just I just, I'm sorry to say, I don't believe that there's a hell for bad people to go be punished for all eternity, nor do I believe that there's a heaven for those to be eternally rewarded, all based on choices and behaviors during a little blip of one lifetime, which is what you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I just don't think that that can factor in an infinite amount of perspectives. Uh, It can factor into, sorry, all of the infinite perspectives, contexts, rationales, etc. So remember, did you ever hear that thing too about like, um, would you go back in time and kill baby Hitler if you could stop like the Holocaust or whatever, but you'd still be killing a baby? I mean, it's that whole paradox, but a hundred times over with a hundred different reasons. So... Um, again, back to the lion and the antelope, death happens horrible, sometimes horribly, sometimes very unjustly, sometimes very sadly. Babies die prematurely, and I'm not making light of that. Good people sometimes meet bad ends, and they die unfairly and quickly and unjustly, or slowly and unjustly. But if you try to see above the emotions that tether us to being human... Mm-hmm. I just think there's a system at work that we don't understand, but it's this age old thing that will always be, always was. And frankly, it's not here to comfort us. And it's pretty self human centric for us to assume that. So selfish. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Oh yeah. So selfish. Does this make sense to like, do you agree with what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, it's funny. You reminded me of another thing that I know. So 
I, uh, you know, have a little campfire at night, stay warm and relax. Yeah. And um, I can't tell you how many, uh, more than 20 moths I've watched die mm. flying into the fire. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I could try to stop them, but I couldn't get all of them. And it's nature. It's nature. And like, they're drawn to the light, I'm assuming. And then they get too close and then they flicker out and then they're dead. And it's like, oh, okay, so like, we're different, right? Like the religion that I grew up in is like, we're different. Our consciousness, the beasts of the wild don't have that. But I'm like, but the, the consciousness died. I'm, maybe it's not, maybe, it, maybe it's even more random than a consciousness, but I think it is. Um, mm-hmm. And that's a moth at a fire at night at midnight in the desert and then there'll be 10 more tomorrow and then and like that's not counting the human life and the the endangered lives and the, all of that mm-hmm. yeah i just don't i i no i i completely follow your thought and and i think what's interesting too is like we both grew up in christian homes yeah. But you grew up in a different, like, sub I don't know what you call I don't know the words. Because Catholics are, like, pretty much like, nobody else matters. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a different denomination. Um, so we we definitely grew up, I'm sure, with the same principles. Like, you know, they give us the same textbook in class. Oh, yeah. But, like, they send us to different homerooms, you know? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, and your tuition but, is this much and yours is this. That's right. That's Got right. It. But still, you get the fundamental ideology uh, the same. Like, it's not, we're not different in the sense that one of us is Muslim and one of us, or one of us is Jewish. Like, we're both 100% right. little umbrella, and that just happens to be the case. But yeah. I definitely think it's interesting that you and I both on our journeys from more of a fundamental upbringing, like a more, a, a more um, orthodox upbringing, came to this sort of conclusion like where we are i just think it's interesting and you'll see i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna unravel it a little bit more but i think you're gonna be i think you're gonna be happy to know that your your girl over here is like <laughs> on the same page with you that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> i love it let's hear yeah more. i mean how did we get here maybe they maybe and they made us this way maybe it's not our fault <laughs> interestingly i i so my family unit so there's four in my family unit and then my dad has two brothers. And then, so then there's like seven grandkids, cousins Mm -hmm. total. And each of our fathers grew up devoutly in the faith. And two of the three are preachers, um, or have been. And I guess one's a preacher and one's used. No, he's, I think he saw us like ministry. And then my dad is just, well that, I guess. Okay. So my dad is not the preacher. Uh, but and we had priests in our family. I mean, not not that generation, but we definitely had priests and cousins that were priests lineage. and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, same same template. Yeah. But the strangest thing is like the seven cousins. Like so, so they're all devoutly of faith, and then like they all believe pretty much kind of the same things. There's a little bit of wiggle room here and there, but it's all Christian, evangelical. Mm-hmm. And then all of us, the seven of us, are like what the fuck like (laughs) what and every time we get together we're like can you believe that of like statistically and that's what i'm saying with you it's like i wonder if there's some generational thing like tattoos 
that's like one yeah. one system, one uh, grouping of people are about it, and then the next are just like confused by it. <laughs> I would definitely say yes, in the sense that culturally we're more expressive and allowed to to think and question these things and develop these thoughts. Yeah. Because I just use here we go, here she is again. Mm-hmm. Mama. Hey mama. Hi mama. Um, I use her as an example. And she's somebody that's a very thinking person. And so so are her siblings. They're all very brilliant people. And they have very good heads on their shoulders and they were raised to not question these sorts of things. I think they then raised us Mm -hmm. to be comfortable to question those things. Yes. So their brains were already having those thoughts and we come from them. Not, not every single person and not necessarily directly. Like you could have thoughts of your uncle or whatever, not necessarily your parent, but just in the genes, I think, you know, we didn't just come out of nowhere. We're not this like black sheep that was just all of a sudden born different. Like, I don't believe that. And I, I definitely think it's more they also have these thoughts. They just didn't necessarily nurture and grow them because they didn't have the the soil and the and the sunlight and the, you know, platform to do so. Right. Yeah. And they gave that to us, whether they wanted to or not. <laughs> yeah. Because culture did too, society did, like right. media did, exposure to communication did. But anyway. Okay. Well, good. I'm really glad. I'm really glad that we're talking about this because we're opening up a lot of different um, doors under the under the idea of death. And obviously the afterlife is one of those things. So um, now that we've probably turned off a huge number of listeners or, <laughs> you know, made people go, yeah, tell your friends, we need more mm-hmm. listeners. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you don't agree, leave. And also tell your friends who you don't like to come and listen. Um, do them solid. Anyway, um, I'm going to take it one step farther. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to take it one step farther. Do it. Um, let's, let's go. I think we, and you actually opened this up perfectly for this, uh, in my notes. Again, it's funny how in sync we are. I think we as humans have a habit of bookmarking things that we don't understand with, religion and spirituality what i mean it by bookmarking is like until further notice we don't know so we're gonna fill it with religion and spirituality so say that shit right i mean so for example the gods are making it rain the gods are not making it rain and until we understand the earth and and its weather patterns then it's not so much the gods anymore right it's more just meteorology and the the weatherman who's lying to us (laughs) constantly constantly (laughs) fucker anyway (laughs) i have things to do (laughs) but um like uh okay another example some people believed um at the time afterwards and even for a long time after that god punished pompeii when it you know the volcanic Uh eruption or um because they deserved it because of xyz um specifically uh because they ruined a like Jewish temple, like nine years before, which is so fucking random. Like nine years ago, nine years. you did this, so you deserve a volcano attack. <laughs> and now I'm pissed. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but they try to go backwards and say, how, what did uh, they do that could have angered the gods so much to make this much tragedy and death happen? That makes no sense. Why children? Why people who mm-hmm. were innocent? Same with drowning every fucking living thing. Like God was mad and Noah 
mm-hmm. was picked out of some out of anybody and he picked some some animals that he somehow managed to did i mean did he live where there was a a zoo where he could like <laughs> yeah, gather the, the brooklyn zoo was just right all there. of them within walking distance <laughs> the fuck yeah, yeah, he had to leave Hell's Kitchen. He was out on a bender, and he had to go get to the, the animals at the zoo. That's right. And yeah. also, excuse me, um, he, God is mad at us, and also he's sorry that he overly beat us, so he's going to make a rainbow to say oh, yeah. he's really sorry, and he'll never punch us in the fucking How face sweet. again. <laughs> How sweet. You heard me. I stand by it. <laughs> I love it. I love right? this shit in the news right now with this gay bachelor shit. And he's like, I'm now closer to God that I've come out. I'm like, can Shut we just up. drop God for like, just like 50 years. And like, it's you- because he has no fucking idea. And he needs to not have a microphone in front of himself. Literally. Figuring it out. He needs Literally. to shut up and exactly. figure out his shit without putting himself on a platform. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking mad. Him and Noah can go fuck themselves. Both of them. They go fuck themselves together. Go drown in the ocean. Assholes. Anyway. Now no one's listening. Kidding. (laughs) Kidding, everybody. Disclaimer. She makes mean jokes. That's all she does. Anyway. So, okay. Like, the question then becomes, like, that the people that believe these sorts of things, are these things related? Well, these people would say Yes, like, you know, this happens, we pissed off God, and now why happen? Like, the next thing happens as a consequence. Well, I don't right. believe in that. No. It doesn't mean that what happened all across the board wasn't horrible, that horrible things happen that we can't control. Mm-hmm. And or, like, de- I just, all I'm arguing is, like, deserve it or not deserve it is not a part of it. Not I just much. don't think the right. rules of nature which includes life and death, have anything to do with retaliation or justice from on high because the universe has its rules like physics and metaphysics. And that has nothing to do with us. It is not human centric. I just don't believe that. Again, when I look at nature, like the moths, perfect example. Did the moths deserve it? Nope. Are the moths going to then retail? Like, are the other moths like in their little hole or whatever fucking tree stump going... Like, he was a bad moth, so, like, it was good that he went to... Or he was right. such a good moth, it was his he had time. A the gods wanted him to go to yeah. the light because he was such a good moth. Like, it's not... It's just... If you think about it that way, and I know that's a really, a, like, probably offensive example, but I'm trying to give you these extremes to illustrate the way that I think about it. It doesn't mean that I mean it that disrespectfully. I'm just trying to paint a picture in a short amount of time with extreme examples. Yeah. And I trust y'all are adults to handle it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I think that that's right on. And like, we're just apes and like, we're just apes that have managed to dominate the world. Essentially. Now only this one little world, like we haven't done dick house, but Mm -hmm. If you watch Great Apes and then you watch the way that they ask and beg and plead and have personalities and have set not have sex but trade sex for things and <laughs> you think about us and it's just like well it's just nature. It's just It's just nature. It's just and we nature. have a really uncanny ability to self soothe. And I think uh-huh. that's where our imaginations have gotten us. This idea of heaven and hell. Now, yeah, exactly. Now that said, 
personally, I do believe, again, just my, just my perspective, I do believe that there is some sort of existence after death. I just don't think that there's any kind of grand management system keeping track of good and bad. (laughs) I don't think you're necessarily anything like you are now. Like it could literally be like you are molecules in the wind. I have no, or like in space. I have no fucking idea. Cause I don't know. Cause I I don't claim to know. And no one fucking does. And no one fucking does. That's That's right. And nobody does. And it's okay to not know that in my opinion, in my humble opinion that I've made very humble so far. You can't know. (laughs) You can't. I mean, you can believe you can believe yeah. differently, but you can't know differently. That's right. And I think, like I say, I think when we die, we sort of transform into this other medium of energy. Yeah. I just, that's just what I think. It, again, I like it's that. not a consciousness. Like you said, it's, but, and I'm not sure, like, it could be just blackness and you're just part of this energy that yeah. fuels you now. Like, I don't know. And I don't think that you're wrong. So uh, anyway, I do believe also in the ability of some psychics and mediums. I personally do. I know many have been frauds. I know many people are like, ah, hex the witch, throw her in the river. I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, Praise but, the witch. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Put the I mean, witch on the goddamn right. altar. Let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's try it for a <laughs> change. Let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Is this shit working? This shit ain't working. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Maybe she can help us with some fucking horoscopes that nobody's been apparently listening to. God damn. Can't be worse than it is now, pandemic, plague. I have cicadas coming, okay? I have a plague of cicadas coming. I got an internal memo today at work oh, saying literally. that the cicadas are coming to one million per acre. Uh, w- per acre? Uh-huh. At in, least. In uh, the... In... in the Detroit, Maryland, Virginia... Detroit. Fuck me. Oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> Start over. In the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. My brain works occasionally. Locust. Yes, I'm from Detroit, so D always means Detroit. But uh-huh. anyway. Yeah, locust, plague. Plague. Million, oh, sorry, plague, and, an plague and pestilence, if we're talking when? the Bible. Late May, like mid-May into early June. Oh, no, honey, I will send you pictures every second that I'm suffering through this. that's real, yeah. But it comes that- every 17 years. And by the way, 100 decibels is how loud they can get. What the Do fuck? you know how many decibels I am when I'm screaming into this microphone? Like 78. four. <laughs> like four and a half. <laughs> No, so, no, no, honey, I will be sending you all kinds of pictures, but sorry, that's another that. fucking tangent. But anyways, okay, I just, you get it. You get what I'm saying. So th- this is more about an afterlife intro, but we're going to get more into the death stuff in a second. But okay. um, so the way that I see it is kind of similar to how some Chinese cultures see it is like, if anyone could look after you from the other side, if that was possible, who would it be? Like, what makes sense? What, why? Would it be some governing system that's like good, bad, pearly gates, Peter, or whatever? Who the fuck right. is at the. Is Peter at the gate? I don't know. Somebody's I don't at the remember. gate. Somebody's the bouncer. It's Peter. It's Paul. It's somebody. I feel like it's. Peter. Anyway. It, right? Don't you have that in your version? I don't remember that in my version. At the pearly gates? At the pearly gates, there's somebody waiting for you to help to, at the gate of heaven to help you, like get in or like you know he's the bouncer he's like telling you if you're on the list yeah no i don't i don't remember that oh maybe that's a catholic thing yeah i think it's it's a catholic thing for sure because like the protestants don't have saints so like 
Peter oh, is just course. a member of the society. He's just a friend. He was just yeah. a friend. <laughs> We're all just peers, except for those Fuck. three. Oh, my yeah. God. Well, okay, you are absolutely correct. So it's dumb. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's stupid, so you don't have to learn it. Anyway, so, okay, um, let me find my notes. Do, do, do. So I believe more like the Chinese cultures that if anybody was on the other side, I think it would be your loved ones or your ancestors, even if yeah. they don't know you directly in life. Like, they have a motivation to which is love that ties you together. And so think about the movie Interstellar, remember my our fave. favorite? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's one of my favorites too. So I choose to believe that we go on loving someone after they die for a reason, evolution wise. Mm-hmm. There's a reason and that's this afterlife thing. I think there's some connection that holds us to them. I know that's kind of spiritual, but I definitely believe that. And No, I like it, yeah. Yeah. And like, I also believe that love doesn't die. I think that, you know, that explains many things and why people have near death experiences and all they feel is love and comfort and whatever. But you know, whatever, that's just me. I mean, what do you think about that? And tell me if you disagree or anything. I like it. I think that love has to be the thing that is supernatural. Mm -hmm. Like that, that has strong. It's too much a different thing. Yeah. And like we don't know it until we have a kid or we don't know it until, well, we take it for granted and then we know that we've Mm -hmm. missed it. And like uh, there's just something about it that isn't, that doesn't fit the science that that I like. I like that explanation for it. I like it too. I think you, again, you and I are just on the same page with this. I definitely feel that way. And that's why we love Interstellar because that's the feeling. That's the vibe there. Okay, that went on a fucking tangent, but whatever. It, we do what we want here. It's fine. This is our house. This is our, this is our loud stick. Yes, me up. <laughs> um, okay, today we're talking about death, as we have established. So um, what we think it means, what we know so far, whatever. So on this note, the drink of the episode today is Gateway cool. to Heaven. Oh, cute. Okay. No, No, I was thinking about Grim Reaper or like... That's what I thought. The dead cocktail. And that's what I started looking up. Excuse me. I started looking that up first. And then I got into some blogs that I was like, ooh, this is a little fetishy. I'm not into this. (laughs) So I did a good hard backspace, backspace, and went to more of the the pearly gates situation. Because I was like, this is scary. (laughs) Yeah. Heaven's gate. (laughs) Yeah. Cocktail. Gateway to heaven. So... Here are the ingredients. It's actually very fruity in time for summertime, I think. One ounce pineapple rum, half ounce peach schnapps, one ounce sweet and sour, one and a half ounces hypnotic. Ugh, brings me back to college. We always have one of those on our shelf. And then, like, we'd make it last as long as we could because we had no money. So we were like, oh, this is so fancy. We're drinking blue liquor. (laughs) (laughs) One ounce island punch pucker, uh, lemon lime soda, and uh, for the rim, it's going to be some blue sugar. So really quick. uh, Rim the end. The end. There we are. Rim the edge (laughs) of your glass with blue sugar set aside. Uh, in a shaking glass with ice, combine pineapple rum, hypnotic, peach schnapps, island punch pucker, sweet and sour mix, shake well. Strain mix into rimmed glass over ice and top with lemon lime soda. And then garnish with an orange slice and a cherry. 
delish. It would be so refreshing. Yeah. Right in time for summer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, live your life while you can because dying. Here we go. (laughs) Buckle up. Buckle up. Okay. So in the spirit of the quote that I said in the, in the beginning, um, about, uh, going into it with knowledge. So you're not freaking out when the moment happens. Um, here's just some knowledge and it's not so scary. It's good. It's good stuff. Hopefully everybody will leave comforted and better. Okay. Let's first talk physical stuff. So I'm going to touch on what we know about dying, but not the results after death. I don't want to talk about that because it freaks people out. They lose perspective that they're no longer here and they think like they're trapped in their body and whatever happens culturally, whether you're burned or buried or whatever, like we're not going there. Just we're just going to go from your consciousness to when your consciousness stops. That's it. Cool. Okay. I love it. Yeah, I mean, there's not enough emphasis on this, so we need to do it. We'll do it for everyone. Don't Come worry. On. So just like being born or like having a baby uh, or being sick and like overcoming a fever, whatever, y- you don't have to necessarily know what to do because your body will know what to do. It's been doing this for millions of years of mm-hmm. evolution. Mm-hmm. So remember that when you're dying... It's the same thing. Now, there's different levels of comfort. There's all kinds of circumstances. But this gives you a, this should give you some comfort in the sense that, like, you don't have to have all of the knowledge in order to do it. You just need to know that your body will handle it the way that it needs to. Um, But still, it's good to have information to make the process smoother and, you know, avoid silly mistakes or unnecessary panicking, whatever. Just like childbirth. I mean, again, we'll get into that in a second. But. Okay, so there are some key physical processes that are commonly experienced by people as they die. So whether it's from old age or, you know, cancer at any age or even after a major physical trauma, at the point of no return, when a person begins deteriorating towards their final breath, that can start weeks or months before someone dies or minutes. Mm -hmm. We get that. We know people die in all sorts of ways. Um, so, uh, there's something called refractory symptoms. So that's, um, it says stubborn and irreversible despite medical treatment offer the earliest signs that the dying process is beginning. So that means breathlessness, severe appetite and weight loss. Uh, so I think appetite loss and weight loss, Mm -hmm. fluid retention, fatigue, drowsiness, delirium in some cases, jaundice, so you're turning yellow, nausea, uh, and an overall drop in physical function. You're just starting to get tired. You're not hungry. Your breathing slows down, whatever. Um, Simple actions, um, like even just going from a bed to a chair, become really tiresome. And uh, a dying person often starts to withdraw from the news or their social situations, um, other people, they talk less, um, or have even trouble with conversation. They tend to sleep more. And this all just ties in with, you know, your body, your, your body's energy levels are dropping because your body's brain, brain function and your metabolic processes are slowing down. They're just, they're starting the process. Mm -hmm. It's just, we're closing shop for the night. That's Mm -hmm. all. Yeah. And that's all it is. It's all it is. It's not, it's not more than that. You know, you don't have to be scared. It's just what the body's going to do. 
And not to sound insensitive, but just physically speaking, you know, again, there are, these are just things the body's doing to start the death process. It's like a cat having that instinct to go hide under the porch to die. Like, have you ever heard that before? The cat will go missing and it's like, well, the cat never goes missing. Like, why? Because it wants to be alone when it dies. It's 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 just the same. Think of it like that. The cat's not overthinking it. The cat's yeah. just like, like I don't know. I'm feeling like I want to go over there. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. That's all you got to do. You, you don't have to overthink this one. Yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah. Yo, yeah. Gorgeous. <laughs> and like, I don't know that I've ever framed it that way. You know, because I've always thought it was. I've always thought of it as the body failing. It's 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 inevitable that the body fails. But it's not mm-hmm. necessarily the case because if you could just take that same outcome and reposition it to the body softly coming down. That's we got right. You, and we got you up here and now we're going to bring you down here and then that'll be that. It's just the next step. And, you know, whether you're religious, not religious, yeah. whatever, it's the next natural step. And you know what? I'm really glad you said the word fail. I always thought it was my body failing mm-hmm. because we'll, we'll get to this in my notes in a second. But um that's a cultural thing that Ooh. we are designed to believe that the body is failing us or our brain is failing us. Um, like we lost, like we're losing someone, yeah. we're losing their brain or we're losing their body or we're losing our loved one. And that's definitely cultural, but we'll get there in a minute. Cool. So I'm glad you said it cause it was just keyword. Okay. So as the body continues to wind down and again, think of it like that, it's just time. The body's winding down. And again, this could be a car accident and it could be seconds, minutes, hours, mm-hmm. or it could be cancer over years or old age. It doesn't matter. As the body's just continuing to wind down, there are some reflexes and functions that will also just start to slow down. Again, the body's just going like, all right, like, I don't need these things. I, I'm recognizing again, think of it like closing up shop. Um, a dying person will just become just more tired. Um, their sleep wake mat patterns will be just a little more random, um, just not regulated. Um, they might have uh, reflexes that are slower in terms of like coughing or swallowing. Um, they also will start to um, respond less to verbal commands and even touch. So it's just, again, like, I'm just kind of going in. I'm going inward. See you later. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to make light of this because obviously some people have str- like have pain and whatever too um, in death. But these are just some things that hopefully if you happen to pass away, you being anybody uh, in this way and you start to notice consciously that these things are happening, it's okay. Like truly, it's not something that you have to worry or fight. Like it's a very, very natural. It's like holding a baby in, holding a baby yeah. in when you're going into labor. Good luck with that. I hope I hope yeah. you can <laughs> Good luck when you're it. 50 <laughs> and that baby's a 30 year old man inside yeah. of your body. Let me know how that goes. <laughs> it's not going to work. No. Um, OK, so whatever. This is all fine with me. That's good. Whatever. The one thing that I have a slight issue with, if we're being real. OK. Reduced blood flow to the brain or yep. chemical imbalances can also cause a dying person to become disoriented, confused, or detached from reality and time. Visions or hallucinations often come into play. Mm-hmm. Okay. This can touch on, you know, people being visited by loved ones when they're coming to get them yep. at the time of death. Um, sometimes they say that's oxygen deprivation. Some other people say, no, it's absolutely real. It's spiritual. Like it's part of the process to make them not so scared. Whatever. Again, not mm-hmm. don't have a horse in this race. Don't care. Yep. Um, Sounds like soothing, though. 
sounds like it does sound, it does it does but then you have those people who come back that say like come back from near death that are like this happened i saw so this. how do you explain that like right. i saw this and i right. would you know take a lie detector test or whatever like i swear i did yep but here we go I don't like the idea of hallucinations. Uh, remember, I have sleepwalked. Um, I have anxiety. Um, I have a vivid imagination. Okay, so I joke with Greg a lot that when dementia finally... I've said this sentence before. When dementia finally comes for me, it's going to be a horrific place for both of us. Because remember, in the dreams episode, Kendall, I told you... Yeah. I dream every night and yeah. a lot more often than not, it's very vivid. So vivid. Yeah, yeah, I, I expect that kind of thing, except I'm not going to be able to know what's real and what isn't. Yeah. So it yeah. sounds like a hoot. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> so excited. That is a, no. That, I don't know if you know, I've mentioned her briefly in a pod before Anne Lamont, mm-hmm. who's a spiritual lead. She's religious. She's like the cool Christian. That's like, I'm like, I'm not going to sit up here and bang you about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but just about being thoughtful and, and good is like her thing. Um, she just posted that she's a former drug addict and she just turned 68, I believe. And she's, she's just coming to this process sooner than she thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she just wrote this gorgeous thing where she's like, you know, I'm a little bit older and I'm noticing things different about me and mm-hmm. my memory and my function is this way but how lovely it is to not have such a sharp memory of people's failures mm-hmm. and the way that they hurt me and i think that maybe it works this way so that you can just enjoy the last bit that's interesting i like and that I, I was so struck by it yeah i was having lunch and i got like emotional and like she, I don't like she's got twenty years to live. Like she's not sick, and she's mm-hmm. she's fine. She's just getting older, and she'll probably you know have to. She's just recognizing probably. it as a gift, right? Like she's yeah. just recognizing this next step of you know not being as sharp and whatever as a gift. Right, and maybe in that little that old cliche of ignorance is bliss, and just having that being able to let go, being forced to really mm-hmm. let go. Um, and enjoying the ride for what it is. I think I was, yeah, I think that that's kind of what you're talking about with this, but, Mm -hmm. um, definitely it's an extreme example. The death exam, the death thing that we're talking about is an extreme example of what you're saying. Yeah. She's headed toward a, a softer decline, you know, for a while, but it's along that line of like, you know, letting go and accepting that your body's changing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's reasonable. Now, I hope that that's going to be my future. Right. <laughs> Can we just shut off that part of my brain or give me all the morphine? Because <laughs> I don't want to be here with my imagination without my reason, man. Uh-uh. Um, uh-uh. So I'm not trying to, like, order off the menu of, like, you know, what we're allowed to get or anything. But <laughs> just give me the good need, one. <laughs> I don't need hallucinations ever. Leave yeah. it, please. Um, yeah, random side note, just to paint a picture for you, this, this very week, I had a vivid dream that all men were affected by a new pandemic, which made them all rapey and violent and murderous, like everyone, every single male with a Y chromosome. And so men's first symptom before they like were totally infected and gone was that they would quickly scratch their head and twitch a lot. 
Ooh. So neat. I know. Welcome to my brain. So uh, not horrifying at all. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, <laughs> according to my fucked up brain, only 400 women in the entire world survived this. 400 women out of the entire world Jesus. survived. And then they're all like, oh, my fucking God, finally, when men started to come around again, like they started calming down and and seeing reason and they're not infected anymore. Uh So wait, just wait again. Welcome to my brain. Just as women were rebuilding society and trying to find a way to fucking trust men again, Uh all the men started scratching their heads and twitching again. And then I woke up. Nope. And there were only 400 women left. That would be a good movie. Uh, But Serena Williams (sighs) would have to be a survivor. Mm-mm. She batted down that man. Actually, I kind of like her husband, but he's kind of douchey. But <laughs> that's yeah, no. that's a pretty like damn. That's uh, a dr- okay. Again, a tangent for sure. But all I'm trying to say is that kind of imagination. Let's assume that gets dulled too, because yeah, if that's gonna stay sharp and Mama's gonna lose her sense on reality, <laughs> I'm done, man. I am done. Uh uh-uh. uh. Then gonna be in the. I don't want it. Me and you, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Me and gonna be in his straight jackets in the back, girl. Just mm-mm, mm-mm. okay. Sorry, I know. I know that was a tangent. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so when a person is minutes or hours away from death, you can expect their breathing to change. Um, sometimes it slows down, other times it speeds up and becomes kind of noisy or it becomes kind of shallow breaths. But the point is it changes. Um, This is just the blood flow sort of changing, slowing down. It's not painful for them. Generally speaking, it's not painful. It's just the body starting to do its thing. Um, Sometimes people can get what's called um, chain stokes. I think I'm pronouncing that right. I hope chain stokes which is just a bunch of breaths followed by nothing for a little bit and then another breath. Um, Again, natural, normal. Mm -hmm. Usually it's pretty close to death and it's um, often when the person is already unconscious. Um, But again, it's just the body doing what it knows to do and you don't have to know anything as it's doing what it it do. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Take the worry off of yourself because your body will do what it needs to do. Yeah, and you can fight it all you fucking want. Right, or don't, man. Get comfy. It's fine. We all go to the same place. It's fine. So sometimes restlessness occurs near the time of death, which is also okay and normal. It's just the brain trying to sort of find a normal routine and function uh, the way that it always does. So it's the brain. The brain just always tries to find sorry always tries to find that equilibrium in any situation and it's just so sometimes it's like wait what uh, restlessness is just its body kind of recognizing but not accepting quite yet that this is what's coming but even if i know i mean just as an anxious person if i know i'm in the middle of an anxious bout that gives me comfort because i'm like oh right i'm aware, I'm aware that i'm it. feeling very anxious right now i will feel better in a little bit i mean that even that just helps me. Yeah. Uh, so I, I imagine, I mean, I have no experience, but I imagine that it's the same way that, you know, if you can just tell yourself like, this is the normal process and this restlessness is fine. Like there's nothing wrong. Um, it's just part of it. Um, another fun fact, there tends to be um, a sense of readiness when most people pass away again, not mm-hmm. always, but often so it's like they're in this this is how it's explained by experts it's like they're in this safe cocoon um from my personal experience uh that i think i've mentioned before to you um i absolutely felt that remember i was dying during childbirth 
um, my body and my brain came to this place of actual like extreme comfort. Mm. And I remember thinking that it was all going to be fine. Like just like, oh, like breathe out. It's going to be fine. If, if I died, it was fine. If my baby died, it was fine because I'd be there with her if we both died. And if she lived, then my husband was amazing. And I like, he's awesome. And him, you know, he, along with our family would raise her. It'd be fine. Like everything is okay. Like good hands all around. Let me just say, this is not who I am as an everyday person. (laughs) I worry about every fucking thing, every goddamn minute of every day. Is the stove on? Did I lock the door? Right. And you never not lock the door. But never, never. Yeah, yeah. Panic in the middle of the night. (gasps) What's that? Was it a dream? Was that real? Did I leave? Did I did I lock the car? Like, (laughs) yeah. Anyway, so for somebody like me, so you felt that, right? To get that is extraordinarily rare. Haven't felt it since I was probably a child. I assume. Don't remember. The fact that I had this overwhelming feeling and I still remember it to this day, I think is pretty phenomenal. And yeah. uh, so therefore true to me when experts are telling me that this is what happens because I experienced it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So just, again, know. something to look forward to when that time comes. It's like, it'll be like your body will start to tell itself. And again, whether you take that from a spiritual direction or you take that from a physiological one, your body's going to start to go through the process was like, you are good. Do not worry. Everything mm-hmm. is fine. Yeah. And you don't have to panic. Like, you know. And you're going to spend your whole fucking life panicking about it. And that's mm-hmm. the joke. There's this comedian. His name's Chris Porter. And he's hysterical. And, like, nobody knows who he is, I don't think. Um, and he has this joke. And he's like, I don't. It's something about, like, veganism. And he's like, I don't want to eat lettuce for 98 years of life just to get an extra two at the bitter end like it's not gonna be like it's it's all just bullshit just fucking give me that bacon yeah yeah and just like if you if you and that's the thing with the rope and the masking tape i'm like if you focus on this being so short Mm -hmm. man did you miss out on how long it is really (laughs) it's eternal Kendall, I cannot tell you how much on the same wavelength we are today because my next sentence was fear of dying. That was my next sentence. So we are wonder twins today. In sync. In sync. Love it. So, okay. Yes, people obsess over it and to varying degrees. You can just be an anxious person who worries about it. You can worry about it for your loved ones. It can get to uh, the level of phobia, which we talked about in a previous episode. We talked about phobias in general. Uh, We didn't talk about this one, but there is a phobia of a fear of dying. Of course there is called uh, thanatophobia. And um, this can just be be the fear of death itself or more often the fear of the process of dying. They're scared Mm -hmm. of that panic and not being able to control it. Now, remember, again, usually a phobia is an unrealistic fear. So this is generally not people who are actually dying. Usually this is just people who are healthy, who obsess over it and dread the inevitability that they will die and that it will be a horrific experience that they can't control. Yes. But again, for those people too, it's like, 
it's not it's not gonna be bad like don't don't worry it's not gonna be your it's not body gonna be that bad. is gonna change your mind like that's your that's body what I'm is hearing. gonna change your mind you can fight you it as exactly 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 sing you sparrow yes <laughs> yes so my take on this for whatever it's worth is again we all go to the same place so whether that's the nothingness or heaven or some other version of existence thomas jefferson did his slaves <laughs> slash children did um the great the great equalizer right like yeah. uh you know famous people we love did famous people we, we hate, hate did yeah. family members did it's just it, it it doesn't matter. We're all in line going to the same place. And for me, as an anxious person, I find comfort in the thought that we're going wherever they're going the way that it should be, the way yeah. that it's designed to be, rather than going to a new place or living forever or whatever. Like, no, no, no. That brings mama way too much anxiety. anxiety. I want to go where they're going. I want to go in that pile over there. Uh, like, not at, interested. At the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. you want to be a vampire? No, no, thank no. you. No, thank you. Where everybody you, I else don't. is. Yeah. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna go to the, I wanna go to wherever Peter, Peter Pearly Gates, or you know, a black hole in space or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Anyway, okay. <clears throat> so, what do you think about like the idea of again, like? Is it scary for you to go into like an idea of a blackness or whatever is on the other side? Do you feel fear? Do you feel um, like you want to not think about it until it comes? Like, where do you stand on this? Um, okay, so in – I don't think about it ever. I don't think about it at all. It's um, good. Yeah, it's healthy. I don't – I worry for people that I love and I'm like – I've seen other people experience tragedies of – unnameable uh pain and mm-hmm. i can I, I just like i have a, i think i have a rational normal like fear of tragedy um and if that includes me it does and if it doesn't it'd do great um mm-hmm. that's different though i like the way you said that of tragedy yeah mm-hmm. um however uh two-ish years ago I'm sitting outside a bar, back when you could, and what? What's up? <laughs> God damn it! I miss them so much. <laughs> um, this acquaintance comes up, and she's talking about how I think it was her grandmother had just passed, and she was there in the final moments, and she did the death rattle. And mm-hmm. I had never heard of the death rattle, so I was like, "What is that?" And she explained it. And at that specific time in my life, that pinpoints, like, a change in, like, now anxiety and fear is introduced. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, anything but that I'm good with. I can't imagine. And, like, she's like, well, she was saying about her, she's like, I was holding her while she was doing it. And, like, I know that she's not there. And I'm like, how the fuck do you know that she's not there? Like, her body's fighting. Like, you don't, like, but she's like, no, she had been gone for 10 minutes. Like, she was, mm-hmm. she was gone. And she felt very comfortable talking about it in that way. And it spooked me so hard. Um, so every now and then I get a little like fidgety about it. Cause I'm like, 
I understand when you like watch TV and somebody gets like I'm watching The Wire right now and somebody gets shot in the back of the head and just drops and that's it. I know that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. I've I've been hunting. I grew up hunting. That ain't that. It don't look like that. People in the back of the head, babe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just oh kidding. oh sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no 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 no. Um. <laughs> I, I know, damn it i know that um i know that the process of death now maybe the consciousness the stream of consciousness ends but i know that the body does fight and it fights for a lot longer than you would think in some circumstances it does. um yeah, it does we it does to, what it does naturally yeah we used to pull gar out of the lake and eight hours later they would still be fucking flapping and i'm like how in the fuck does this work mm-hmm. um Every now and then, I'll get a little about it. But for, I would say, 98% of the time, it just really doesn't cross my mind. Mm-hmm. I really like that you said that because, like, the death rattle is something that really scares a lot of people that are still around handling uh, the family, you know, particularly the loved ones. And you're right. That's exactly right. It's like usually, I mean, that the death rattle, I think by definition is like they're not they're not here. It's like the airbags are just emptying, you know, that sort of a thing. Um, but you're right. I mean, these are my airbags, right? Like this is these are my lungs or like that's that was a living thing a minute ago. It's a, it's a scary thing that it's hard to. I think it's hard to just accept so quickly. Like one thing could be something and then it isn't like, it's so hard for us to comprehend that. Cause what do we have as an example? Like we don't have anything that we can just look around and go, Oh, it's like a flower. It's like a, you know, as monkeys, we can't just like compare it to anything. It's like, Oh, the sun rises and whatever. Like we don't have anything. So it's, it's very hard for us to comprehend that. And I'll tell you, my sister's going to kill me. So I'm going to keep it really short, but uh, we had a dog that died and had a death rattle and uh-huh. she did not understand what a death rattle was uh-huh. until our dog did it. Uh-huh. And then she goes, what? like, she's still alive, uh-huh. whatever. And like my family were like, honey, oh. <laughs> like, this couldn't get any worse. Like, no, I know. No, no, she's not. It's like, you know, she, I don't remember if this dog was a girl or boy, which is terrible. I should, but I think girl. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I was a baby. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but my sister's like, still alive, like freaking out, like carrying this dog to the final resting place or whatever. Yeah. And it does like the death rattle. And it's yeah. like, and my family was like, no, no, no. Like, it's not, it's, it's not really there. not anything. Mm-mm. Which, Mm-mm. wow. I did. I've never put that together, but I've, I've had this experience just like that. And I've never what? put really? it with, yeah, I never put it with the death metal thing. I'm glad that you said that. I what, had a dog. What happened? I had a dog. It was the worst day. I mean, it like, for like three years, it was just like, and I was also like 16. So like hormonal, emotional, crazy batshit. Um, no. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's still your dog. Oh, yeah. She just had the worst, most traumatizing day for a dog. Um, And then she, we got home, and she, her name was Vera Wang, because I'm obviously gay. uh, That is the best name for a dog. Anyway, I'm sorry. I have Vera Wang rugs in my bathroom right now. I love you so much much okay sorry move on um, <laughs> move on Kayla. move on um she had gotten sick in the car and my mom opened the door to get let her have some fresh air and there was a neighbor across the street and he was bouncing a ball and she saw it and she took off and this guy was speeding and he hit her 
and oh, she wasn't a very so big. Yeah, she was like a schnauzer mutt mix, so she was probably like 20, 30 pounds maybe. And she, it, I'm assu- I was standing right there, and uh, I'm assuming that he hit her neck. That's mm. and like like mm-hmm. tire over the neck, and she mm-hmm. kicked and squirmed for three minutes. Mm-mm. And that I'm glad. Yeah, I've never. I so I saw it. And I knew that she wasn't there because I've seen snakes mm-hmm. get their heads cut off and they do that crazy shit for three minutes. That's right. That's right. And chickens and, yeah. And chickens. Yes. Okay. Okay. You're right. You're right. It's not her. Like, it's not that. It's Because, honestly, if if she was wounded in that in that way, she wouldn't be, like, kicking. Like, oh! Right. Like, not in that way. Not, not in that way. Like I like flail. I, I actually saw a cat um, get run over when I was living in... Um, California there was a car car ahead of me and I saw a cat run out into the road and get hit and I have never seen the life leave something so quickly because it was alive and whatever and just the way that it rolled or whatever after it was run over was like so clearly lifeless and I was bawling I was driving home and I got home and I was like and Greg's like Oh my God! What happened? Are you okay? Are you in an accident? I'm like, ah, so uh, can't get in my car. But I mean, it's that same idea. It's like there's no life in that animal, and it left like boom. I mean, that's not. And in those situations, life is gone. I mean, it's out. Like it's yeah. not like oh, there's gonna be like a breathing situation and whatever. That's not. That is. I mean, they are out. They're gone. Bye. Like goodbye. See you right. later. Immediate boom. Yeah. Which, I mean, is not the worst way to go. I mean, like, I prefer not to get hit by a car, but, you know, like, the quick quick way or in your sleep is obviously ideal, but, like, better than, like, a really long, prolonged, like, awareness of it. Okay. Interesting you just said that. Tell and, me. And I know, oh, my God, I'm a terrible joke. I've been making a terrible, terrible joke, and I'm not going to say it on this pod until <laughs> in some weeks. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> the, uh... The when the queen wrote about oh my god there goes a fucking ain't got no fucking privacy when I'm living <laughs> on public land bitching about privacy <laughs> go fuck yourself um when the queen wrote the letter to the public informing the people about uh the duke of whatever Edinburgh mm-hmm. Edinburgh um. She wrote something about, he passed peacefully in his sleep. Do you believe, and I heard the same thing about my grandmother. Do you think that's true, or do you think you wake up? Like, if you are dying in your sleep, you're asking, like, do you, is it possible that you could just slip away without waking up, or do you wake up before you die? Is that the question? Like, if let's say no one's there. No one's in the room, right? Yeah. And they say mm-hmm. he died in his sleep, because they go in the room the next day and he's dead. Does that mean that like, did do you, nine times yeah. out of ten, or do you always like wake up and then you're con- no? I guess you wouldn't. And I'm like, no. I don't. I think that's our fear. I think. I think. Um, like anybody's fear. I think that death is slipping away, just like slipping into sleep. So if you're already asleep, I mean, there are people who have had strokes or heart attacks in their sleep and never and woke up. And then they, yeah, yeah. And uh, I believe that. I mean, I think it makes physiological sense. That that okay. happens. Um, but, you know, I mean, there's it's a fair argument to be like, it's comforting to think that they don't wake up. I mean, there's a real reason to believe that, too. But I and like in his case, who knows? I mean, did he? Yeah. Didn't he? I don't know. Yeah. But 
I think, yeah, I think there are people who do truly die in their sleep. Um, I think, yeah. Um, so not to overshare, but I think I, I wasn't there. So I'm going on like secondhand information. But when my dad passed away, um, you know, he kind of fell and then he was conscious and talking and, and then like he started snoring and it was like, oh, wow. huh? Like what? what is happening? What are you doing? Like, wake up. What are you doing? This is not the time to be sleeping. You're on the living room floor. Like, wake up. Um, and he started snoring. And then all of a sudden, like, he wasn't breathing, I guess. I mean, I'm butchering that because, again, I wasn't there. But so, you know, slip away kind of thing. And I think it all happened pretty quickly. Um, so I do think that it happens. And I again, when I when I think about how we slip into sleep and how natural it is, yeah. we can't necessarily, I mean, we can measure it, right? We got all the technology now to measure it. But when you feel it happening, yeah. it just feels like I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm not here. Say, I think it's yeah. the same. I think it's, it's the like same. when you're buzzed, like you've had, you've had a couple <laughs> too many drinks, you know? Yeah. And you're like, oh no, I'm going down whether I want to or not. Like goodbye. <laughs> like there is, like you can try to fight your eyelids going down, and they'll say, "Fuck you." Good night. Yeah, yeah. I will be up at four a.m. when yeah. I am sober. Or <laughs> <half there. laughs> yeah. No, I get, I get it though. It. I get yeah. it. I do. It does make sense to me. It's the same kind of thing. It's like your body's doing what it does, and you can. You and know, there so, ain't it's shit. not one of those nights where you're like, "I need to fall asleep. Let me count some sheep. Like I need right. to die. I better calm it down." Maybe right. sometimes, but I think more often it's like it's just gonna do what it does. Like you're just along in the passenger seat. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah, and that, there's peace in that. There's there's absolutely there's structure in that, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just that idea, and hopefully. You, you all have painless deaths. Hopefully, hopefully. I do hope that. That's and right. We can guarantee listeners of this pod a painless death. I mean, as much uh, alcohol as your doctors will let you have. <laughs> or not She doesn't let you have. want the morphine. She wants the tankeray. Look away. Look away while I grab my flask. If my children love me, they'll bring it to my hospital room. <laughs> You'll be my favorite child if you bring my flask. I'll leave all my money to you in my will. (laughs) Mama needs a mark. She's thirsty. Um, Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about um, the emotional side of um, the experience of dying. And then we're going to just hit some quick, quick fun facts and then we're done. Okay? Okay. Okay. Hospice. So, um... WebMD, you know, we do our research here. <laughs> We're very thorough <laughs> at amateur intellectuals. WebMD um, says, uh, I think explains it pretty well what hospice care is. Um, they say when your loved one's healthcare team recognizes that they're likely within six months of dying, they may recommend switching to hospice, which is just a more specialized care for people with a terminal illness who are expected to die. Your loved one will still get treatment for pain relief and comfort, but hospice also offers emotional and spiritual support for them, as well as you and your close family. So I think that's pretty good i like that there's some systems in place for people who need that because everybody's at a different point in their life when they have to deal with death right 
So just to have this um, as a potential option is I, I support it. Just it's a thing that people can have. Obviously, I want my loved one or myself to be in a painless situation. Thank you. More, more families. <laughs> but I also think that, you know, the loved ones are grieving and dealing with things in ways that they maybe don't understand. So I think that that's also a very good component that they're addressing that maybe systems before now have never um, acknowledged. So um, let's see. Why do we have these systems in place? As I say, it's a comfort to the living and the dying. So it's a great thing. There's no reason we can't provide comfort to each other during this process, especially when, as I said before to you, as a culture, we don't prepare ourselves for it. Um, I said it before, again, I'm repeating myself again, but think about it like childbirth. Pretend culturally it was taboo to talk about it. Yeah. So there were no birthing classes. There were no books. There were no educational materials. There were no professionals to help you walk through the process. Just like your stomach gets big. What the fuck is this? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm very hungry and very tired. I have no idea. (laughs) And then one day you drop a bunch of water in between your legs and start having the most intense cramps of your life. Well, um, you're likely going to freak the fuck out because you have no idea what's happening to your body or if you're dying now. And you don't know when it's normal and when it isn't. And that's that's something that I think you need to know, like as a person, it's the same thing with death. Because you're not adequately prepped for it or or informed, you can panic at the things that are normal and not know yeah, yeah. that they're completely normal. And Say it looks that. a lot fucking scarier because you have no idea what comes next. Puberty. So that's the purpose yeah. of this podcast. That's the purpose of this episode. It's like, just know, and this is just a little tip of the iceberg. There's so many other things, but you know. Let's round this out with a few fun facts, and then we'll do just the teeniest, tiniest, quickest little wrap-up, okay? Okay. Okay. Fun facts. Around 50... So Nope. Math. She don't know math, honey. <laughs> around 150,000 people die each day around the world. Jeez. Fuck. Yeah. It just means there's a lot of us alive. <laughs> too, too many. <laughs> too many. <laughs> Um, each year, about eight out of every 1,000 people die. Wow. But again, this isn't, this isn't like, you know, final destination where death is coming and picking you out of a crowd. Like, there are reasons and science for these things. Like, guys, you know, or, or you know, again, physics, ac- car accidents is physics. You know, uh-huh. cancer is just, you know, science. I mean, Again, if you can remove your, the way that I see it is like, if you can remove your emotion from it, you can understand it a little bit bigger and better. Yeah. Um, uh, the current world population is only 7% of the modern human beings that have ever lived. So today, wow. alive, is 7% of the modern human beings that ever lived. So again, remember, you're a minority being alive. Like, we're all going most to Most people Don't have worry. already, yeah, most people have already lived. Died. Yeah. Yeah, lived and died. Yeah. Um, every minute, 300 million cells in the human body die every minute. So however long we've been on this podcast, a hundred million, billion, trillion cells have died. (laughs) That's a 110 times 300 million. Yes. I'm going with quintillions there. Ooh, yes. Quintillion. I might be wrong there. I don't know. Listen, you're right in my back. I'm here. <laughs> Say I it proud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an English brain, guys. Okay. Uh, 
more people die from fucking up a selfie than from shark attacks. Oh, so that's wow. That's a fun one that you can enjoy. I like that. I mean, I don't like that for them, but. <laughs> well, people are stupid. Stupid. In general. <laughs> Free climbing. Let me get a <laughs> Or unlucky. Pick. Or whatever. Disclaimer. Or unlucky, <laughs> but probably stupid. Okay. Natural deaths spike during Christmas, the day after Christmas, and yeah. New Year's Day. Researchers think it's because the expert medical professionals are off for vacation and the junior staff is on duty, but also people's instinct to delay treatment over the holidays plays a role too. So they ignore it and don't go. They're like, I'll go after the holidays. Like my family's in town. I am having a heart attack. Wow. I mean, they don't say I'm having a heart attack. They're like, I'm having chest pains. It's probably nothing. I'm going to just wait until Okay. So I did... I did know that, and I've experienced that a lot. Or no, and I and know of people that like the last three people I know that died died like Christmas Day, Thanksgiving Day. Oh. Um, and interesting. I my theory on it, which I thought was the common theory, was like there's something about like the family gathering. That like lets them, <laughs> that like, stresses everybody out. Yeah. <laughs> that drives the heart to explode. Uh. <laughs> oh, you prince! Crown him! Crown him now! <laughs> no, the like it, it it's there's something about like the 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 feeling of love and connection and and then that brings peace to be in the position to allow death. If oh. where where you could have been fighting it for a year, like or... they feel at peace more that they've got closure, and then they can let go. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting thought. I mean, I definitely. I like yours better. Bet I think that yours that's is right. real. No, yeah. Yours well, I is bet right. yours is true too. I bet yours is true too. Like people are like, oh, I haven't seen my family all year. I have to see them. I'm gonna hold One out more time. Yeah. You know, until, and maybe they were headed toward death's door anyway. You know, that that makes sense, too. Um, actually, uh, back to the holiday thing, suicides and homicides are decreased over the holidays. Yeah. So similarly, I think, like you say, it's like we got to see our family or maybe there's the Christmas spirit and people are feeling more happy exactly, um, yeah. than they maybe usually are. Yeah. So, okay. Remember when I talked about failure and yes. I said that was a really interesting word that you used? Yes. Many ancient civilizations, like the Egyptians, just as one example, don't see death as a failure Mm -hmm. or sad thing. But instead, they see it as um, one of life's many passages. As in great next, like great, this was awesome, next. Next. (laughs) So, I mean, you're right. Like, when you said, like, I see it as like our body's failing. Yeah. Well... That's really interesting because I think that's a cultural standard that we have. I think you've Absolutely. got that thought because that's what we're made to believe. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that you call that out because like I've, I'm so focused on being anti. I think that our society specifically targets productivity and consumption in a way that makes me fucking so aggravated. And, and part mm-hmm. of that, like my whether you call it a calling or whatever the fuck. Like, you go do something until your body, like, and then your body failing you is attached to that productivity. Yeah. And so you, right. you calling that was, that, I love that shit. No, that's a good that. tie. 
that's a really big tie-in that probably uh, plays a serious role in this philosophy. I think also to like just death in general, uh, Western society tends to be like, ew, get rid of it, like super yes. quick. Yes. Um, where Eastern cultures tend to feel more like, well, this is still my grandmother. Like I know that it's her, but like I'm aware, I'm not an idiot. I'm aware that she's dead. I'm aware that she's gone. But, like, it's still her body that, like, has loved me and, like, whatever. So I just think there's this, like, phobia, too, about, like, dead people in general. Like, don't see them and, like, oh, like yeah. putting them in formaldehyde and stuff. Like, replacing all their blood and taking out all their organs. Like, that's, I'm sure, horrific to Eastern cultures. Like, what the horrific. fuck are you doing? Absolutely. There's one horrific. I can't remember in the world where it is. But there's one culture, small, remote, um, where they, like, basically they don't it's basically taxidermy without the formaldehyde and they put mm-hmm. them in situations that they like to be in and they just leave them there and so like they become skeletons slowly and that's fine they're like well now they're just skeletons there but they <laughs> that's where they are and you can I had a friend I had a friend in high school that we agreed that um when we die we're just going to have our have our bodies taxidermied like sitting at a table yes. like drinking and playing cards Love <laughs> and people can come and visit or not as they Just, wish but that's like yeah that's our wish <laughs> <laughs> it can't be that expensive not as expensive as a fucking funeral uh, the fucking coffin alone man I, I mean unless it's like you know dipped in gold i'm not sure i'm interested no uh anyway yeah okay well cool so um just a couple more here we go. Thomas Edison's last words were, it is very beautiful over there. Wow. So take from that what you will. Again, when we talk about like people who had near-death experiences or start the body starts shutting down, you can think about it from a science way or a spiritual way. Either way, something's going on that people have told enough stories time after time that there's something there. Love it. You know, there's something going on. Again, whether that's our body's natural system or, you know, Heaven, whatever. I yeah. disagree, but listen. Right, and and we'll we'll find out. And I'm in no fucking hurry to, but we will find out. <laughs> I will cross the bounty of hell to find you, so that we can just laugh and make shit up and tell stories. Cause that's, right. that's my heaven. It's me and you <laughs> and Lil Nas X down there. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes. Listen, I watched that music video and I was like. This is art. I love it so <laughs> much. It's so over the top. Off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Um, okay. Uh, this one doesn't have anything really, I think, to do with what we're talking about. But one cubic inch of bone is four times as strong as concrete. It was in the death notes, like the, the article that I read. So I didn't just pull this out of my ass. It was just it, like... <laughs> It was in the death notes, but one cubic inch of bone is four times as strong as concrete. I had no idea. I know. I didn't either. We're so strong. Look at how strong we are. Yeah. When you feel like you're weak, just remember you're four times as strong as concrete. Concrete. Do you ever feel Mm. like a plastic bag floating through the wind? Because you're not. You're concrete (laughs) sinking to the bottom of the ocean. (laughs) Oh, my God. Sorry. Okay. 
So um, there's something called Cotard syndrome, which um, is when people believe they're dead. It's a psychological situation where they oh. are sure they're dead and they're just witnessing what's happening. Um, so that's got to be an interesting sense. experience. Yeah. Don't, don't want that. Wouldn't wish that on anybody. Don't want it. Not interested. Don't want it. Don't like it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't want it. Unless, unless you like untether all your worries. Like, I'm dead. I don't really care what's happening. Like, that's I'm just true. Passiv- passively observing. Then it's okay. like, Oh, okay. Don't go blow all your money at the casino, though. What's that like? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so that's all. Um, Just um, my advice to everybody is just learn about the process of dying and educate yourself so that it isn't such a horrific experience because it doesn't have to be. No one gets out of here alive. So I suggest you do the homework at your leisure when you're ready that uh, furthering what we talked about so that you know, it'll keep you calm as you or your loved one passes away. And like, it it might even help your loved ones when you're passing away. So, you know, help, it helps you, it helps others, you know, who knows, maybe you won't worry so much as it's happening. If you, if you inform yourself again, don't look at the stuff that happens after death because you don't want to know, you don't want to know dead in the ground. Um, Don't think about it. Don't think about it. You're not here. It's not you. It's not. You're divorced. Exactly. You're divorced from your body. There's no. Go live it out. Like, yeah, there's no custody <laughs> arrangement. There's no alimony. You're completely and totally severed from that situation. So you don't even worry about it. What right. happens to them happens to them. Your body. Doesn't matter. And, and we spend um, most of our time in our life bitching about our fucking bodies anyway. So. Okay, yes. So much of our identity is in our body, isn't it? And then as soon as I become a fucking ray of light, which I obviously won't. I am already. Hello, <laughs> yes! Yes! Then um, I'm going to be like the biggest, brightest of them all, okay? Oh, right. Okay? All right. We're going to be shining with our fucking tiara on, yeah. okay? Yeah. Ugh. I don't need this fucking, this body's been getting in my goddamn way is what it was. Body. Yeah. I'm so tired of it. I'm like, ugh, whatever. And at the end, we're like clinging onto it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm going to close with this. Two things. One, Peter Pan said in the book, to die will be an awfully big adventure. And uh-huh. I believe that. Yeah. I do believe that to be true. I am not afraid of it. Now, will my body and my mind freak the fuck out when it's happening? Who's to say? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. No promises. But right now, my mental state on this is just like, I don't want to die. I want to live a full life. Obviously, nobody wants to die unless you're feeling like in a lot of pain or suicidal or whatever. But like, otherwise, just don't worry when it comes. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's okay. And it's just another step in the process. It's just another step in the process. That's it. So with that, I wanted to go into like, I was tempted to go into a whole section of afterlife stuff, like reincarnation and stuff. But I'm going to hold off. Uh, We'll do that on a separate episode because it's just too huge of a topic. I mean, again, you've got Christian's favorite fairy tale of heaven and hell, right? You've got the recycler's version of the Buddhist reincarnation, which I particularly like. I like that one, too. Um, You've got the power off idea, like we mentioned, that it's just the black nothingness, which a lot of people believe as well. Mm -hmm. You've got the spiritualism movement around the 1900s where ghosts were definitely happy to come and visit like, which they, that's, anyway, it's another topic for another day. So rather than um, do a quick sum up, I'd rather just cover it in a future episode. And that's it, babe. So I how do you feel X. about death now from before and after? Everyone what, do, what are your feelings? should listen to this episode because I think that 
it you you nailed something on the head like we don't talk about it and then it's icky and it's get it away as quickly as possible and it's okay to grieve but like let's wrap this thing up this thing this thing um for something that is like beyond inevitable like inevitable is not even a strong enough word um, inevitable and natural it's natural it's yeah and like who the fuck beat it? I think in the Bible there's one person that beat it, and it wasn't even God. God didn't even fucking beat it. So Ugh, was it Methuselah? Meth- Methuselah? <clears throat> no, he died eventually. Jebediah. He was just like, is he still alive today? Should we call him? Uh, yeah, but I have Verizon, <laughs> and he has Sprint, so he's roaming. Of course uh, he does. He's so antiquated. Ugh. I'm gonna look it up. Who did God pull to? It was Is he the, a vampire now? No, it was the uh, the fire chariot. Remember that? No. <laughs> you were assuming that I paid attention in catechism. I was coloring <laughs> and skipping to go trade erasers in the bathroom. Okay? Right. This we, is who I was as a child. Elijah. Elijah. I liked Elijah, too. Damn, I can't believe I forgot that. It was Elijah. Elijah. Is he... He never died? What? No. Yeah. God sent a flaming homosexual to go pick him up in a flaming chariot of fire is what it was. It was a a chariot of fire that swooped down and picked him, which really sounds like he just died in a forest fire. But (laughs) 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 the scriptures say that he was swooped up and he never died. He's the only person in my knowledge, because Jesus died, uh, to... uh, not have died on earth Um, i would fucking hate that i would fucking hate every minute of that after the like honeymoon phase wore off i'd be fucking miserable all my friends are dead oh like life is meaningless no 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 he's in heaven so he he died with he he reached the afterlife without dying physically on earth are you telling me he floated in the chariot of fire to heaven to heaven to heaven alive yeah because he was wearing that thing that Katniss was wearing, that it doesn't burn you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he didn't need to breathe or anything. Because um, because he went into outer space. <laughs> oh, honey, you and I should do a whole religion episode or many. Like, like, like a whole season. We shred that shit. We can I mean, shred it. Um, and, you know, I don't talk to people this way. I, like... <laughs> I, like, me and you get, like, we are on the same page. We have, like, the comfortability with each other. And, and like, even mm-hmm. if you say something that, like, you know, I don't necessarily agree with. Whatever. Uh, which hasn't yeah, happened, at, not one time. Uh, oh, on sweetie, this. it's okay. Um, <laughs> but, like, I did it the other day with these van lifers that we ran into. And uh, I was just, he they were talking about this guy was being a missionary and he was doing what missionaries do and being like, well, I think that you should get to know Jesus. And she was like, I'm out here trying to run from my ex fiance. Like, don't, don't talk to me about Jesus right now. And I like <sighs> off the tongue, just like went on to this like tangent about like, well, this is what he believes. And he, and you tell him to go fuck himself. And I don't do that. Cause I have like family and friends that I love that are like deep in the faith. And like some of the smartest people I know. And so like, Y'all don't take it personal, but that's right. And you know what, honey, all you're doing is exercising your brain muscles. That's all you're doing. And whether we're working it out together, remember, we've said that before in other episodes, too. We've said 
we're going to either, the purpose of this podcast and our friendship in these discussions is to either stand by what we believe, it'll either validate what we believe when we start this conversation, or we will illuminate each other on variants that we haven't thought of before um, and maybe sway in one direction or another, tiny bit, a lot of it, doesn't matter. The idea is always searching for more thinking and more knowledge and 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 playing with these thoughts that's the point that's the point that's the point if people blindly just run forward with their thoughts i don't like that i think that leads to a lot of bad things when people blindly run toward an idea without any kind of you know dissection and thought and um over time, how did I feel when I was 19 versus how I feel now is very different when I'm 20. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just 20 in a, a couple months. Yeah. 19 She's and She's about month. to get her card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, this is good exercise. And you know what? You'll be better for it. You'll be happier for it. So don't feel like you're belittling other people by using your brain. Because yeah. that's what this whole thing is about. And that's what we're teaching other people to do. Yeah. Yeah. Come along and, and bring your ideas. I'm like, I'm not going to be lit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wonderful. I fucking loved this episode. That was so much fun. Good. And actually, if anybody wants to have a real intellectual conversation with Kendall, he is a contender. I'm not trying to throw you under the bus to like solicit you for stuff. But if anybody wants to have a real sit down with Kendall, we should like auction that shit off because he is a I good do need debater. <laughs> communicator (laughs) like he can stand by his shit and like tell you what what is like he will tell you what makes sense which is why we agree so much because because you already know yeah yeah no exactly (laughs) i think the world of you and um yeah this one was this this was a blast and like plenty of things to go and like let's circle back let's let's definitely do do some like all afterlife stuff and um yeah love it well thank you so much um uh we have a facebook page um and so feel free to message us follow us um and uh we'll be back next week um there was something else i was gonna say and i forgot oh i think i was gonna i think i was gonna apologize for how long this episode is but hopefully you got something out of it so uh yeah that's it uh we'll see you next week okay we're gonna do it yes okay three two one bye, bye.